The last time I saw you. Personal narratives of last encounters with loved ones. When someone you love dies, the grief and loss are overwhelming. You recall time spent with your loved one? Often, the most vivid memory is of the last time you saw that person. In The Last Time I Saw You, join Julie Watkins as she shares personal narratives of last encounters with loved ones. Each 26-week season features 12 new stories from listeners. If you have a personal account you would like to share, contact Julie at julie.m.watkins at live.com. In Episode 2, The Last Time I Saw You, Jason, Michael Hall recalls the last time he saw his friend, Jason Moody. This episode is narrated by Mike's friend and cousin, Eric Watkins. The last time I saw you, I was not planning it to be our last conversation. We met at Heidi's so I could loan you some cash to pay some bills. We talked about you coming the following Monday to spend the night after you got out of work. Hey man, you mind if I crash next week for a few nights? You said. You got a key to my apartment. You know you're welcome anytime. We can do Taco Tuesday, I replied. You got into your truck and headed to Bangor where you live with your new girlfriend. The week went on as normal. The following Monday, while at Zane's house, a mutual friend, I was waiting for the courthouse to open to pay a speeding ticket. I received a call from my friend Amanda. I am so sorry, Mike. Let me know if you need anything. What are you talking about? I replied. Jason was in a very bad fight and is in the hospital. My first thought was, what in the world did you do this time? It can't be that bad. I tried calling you, but it went to voicemail. I tried messaging you through Facebook with no reply. I thought it was weird that you were in the hospital and couldn't use your phone. I called Eastern Maine Medical and asked if they had a patient named Jason Moody. The receptionist was not allowed to give out information and wouldn't give me a direct answer. I hung up the phone and talked with Zane. Well, if it's bad, they won't tell you if the patient is there. You should call back and ask his family to contact you, he said. I called the hospital and asked them to have any of your family return my call. About five minutes later, my phone rang with an out-of-state number. It was your sister, Desiree. I had never met Desiree before, but I had heard you speaking with her on your phone the nights you stayed at my house. I could tell by her tone that things were bad. Des told me that if I wished to see you one last time before you were gone, I needed to get there ASAP. I was shocked and in disbelief. I didn't know what to do but I knew I needed to be there with you in your final moments. Zane, Heidi, and myself all got in my vehicle and headed to Bangor. The whole trip, I kept getting updates of your condition. It was getting worse by the minute. I arrived in Bangor about 40 minutes later to meet your family and boss. Desiree told me you had been assaulted the night before and left on the side of the road and that the suspect was still at large. She also told me that you had a fractured jaw, multiple broken ribs, bruised spleen and liver, and defensive marks on your hands. 
When Desiree asked me if I would like to see you, she warned me, it's not Jay in there. It was at this point that I kind of grasped what was really happening. Desiree and I entered your room. When I saw you lying there with a section of your forehead cut open and all the bruises on your chest, I realized this was going to be the last time we got to spend together. I walked up and held your limp hand and said, It's not supposed to end like this, man. At this point, the doctors and nurses consulted with your family. It was decided that we would eliminate life support and let you move on to a better place. I spent the next weeks mad and upset at everyone, mostly at the person who did this to you. You will never be forgotten, and I still miss you, buddy.